Hey guys, we just want to share about a, a live stream that's coming up with myself, Stephen McKee, and Jane Schroeder. Yes, it's on the 12th of December, Saturday the 12th of December, and it will be recorded so people that purchase it, different time scale, like in the US and different parts of the, the nations, will be able to watch it. Um, with a link, it will be already recorded for you. So it is live stream, but if you can't watch it live, you will get a recorded video later. And the title is Remnant Rising. What an amazing title, Jane. It's a brilliant title that we really felt that in this time, in this season, the Lord is looking for the remnant. Yeah, absolutely. God is raising up a remnant in these days. We can see darkness all across the earth, like gross darkness of people, but God has always raised up a remnant, whether it was Israel or whether it was like the Zadok priesthood, whether it was a small band of people, 120 in Jerusalem when Pentecost came. God always chose a remnant, and we believe in these days he's raising up a remnant. So join us, guys, on the 12th of December. Go to Fiery Crown and Glory. Dot com. That's right, fairycrownandglory.com and register there and we look forward to seeing you. And it's a live stream and you can also get the recorded video if you can't watch it live. So see you guys there, fairycrownandglory.com. Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Samantha Mahoney sharing a thought of the day. In my previous sessions, I've done three parts on mountains and what that looks like. This is my final portion of mountains last time we spoke about what it means to get into your mountain it's not when we talk about ascending a mountain it's not about going up the side of it it's actually ascending into it and all of us have different mountains that we're connected to i spoke about how we have our own personal mountain and thank you to everyone who's written to me asking for direction on how to deal with the personal junk in your mountain i've loved hearing from you We've spoken about biblical examples, about what it means to go into the mountain. We have Moses who goes up into a mountain. Um, we have Yeshua who goes up into a mountain. We have examples of Abram who goes up into a mountain. We've established that mountains are not just a physical structure, but they're actually a governmental structure. That's what it represents. Now, if you have um, family or you have businesses, or you have ministries, all of those are going to be connected to mountains. In my last teaching, I spoke about your personal mountain, what it means to get up into that personal mountain, sit on your seat of rest, and begin to deal with the things that surround your life. We spoke about a protocol in the Word, being, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and then to the outermost parts of the earth. So it's always important to start at your own personal mountain before you start going out and moving things in the cosmos. Get your own house in order first. Another question that I get a lot of is to do with family. As you know, I have two children. They are at the time of this recording, age 22 and 24, two boys living in the United States. But I get a lot of people writing to me saying, you know, I'm having trouble. I'm having issues with my kids. One example is I don't quite like the person that my son is seeing at the moment. And I know that this person is going to take them right off track. What can I do to bring my child back into alignment and to get rid of this person that I don't like? Well, that is an interesting question because as a mother and a father, of course, you long to see your children flourish and you only want what's good for them. But let me ask you this, is your way higher 
Do you know best? Or do you think Yeshua does? If the word talks about how his plans for us are to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future, he knows best, right? So how do we handle these tricky situations? Uh, I've also had a lot of emails from spouses or from people about their spouses saying, you know, I have this issue with my husband or my wife. What can I do? How can I pray to bring correction into the situation? The very first thing that I want to caution is to be very careful that you don't get yourself into witchcraft, praying your will. We know what the Lord's Prayer says. Um, Our Father who art in heaven, it goes on to say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whenever we're praying for somebody, we better make very sure that it's not our own will that we're praying over the situation. We better make sure that it is actually Yahweh's will for their lives. This can be quite a difficult um, subject. So I'm going to pretty much share with you in this session how to sit in that mountain, how to go into the courts of heaven to actually take your family before Yahweh and how to pray effectively for them so that it is God's will and not yours being done. The very first thing is to notice that you sit on your seat of rest. Now your seat is in that mountain. Your mountain is connected to Mount Zion. I spoke about in one of my previous things how the the Mount Zion is connected to other mountains, which is your stuff. So you have to ascend into the realm of the spirit, sit in that seat of rest and begin to take um, authority over that, that place of dominion that you have been given, which is your family. The very first thing I would do is in the courts of heaven, I would just begin to bring the book. So if you're praying for your child, for instance, and we use that example that I just mentioned about my child or my son is seeing someone who I don't like and I think they're bad news for him. What I would do is I would say, Father, I bring my son's books and I ask that you open them and that you begin to read over him what you wrote before the foundation of this earth. I thank you that your plans for my son are to prosper him and not to harm him. I now bring myself into alignment with your perfect will. Whatever it is that you wrote for my child um, to achieve on this earth, I align myself with that. If in this current time when I'm approaching you, I have my own desires and my own will and my own things that I want my son to accomplish, I choose to lay them down and I choose to align myself with your perfect will. Then you begin to ask at the wind of the spirit, begin to read what is written in that book and implant it into your child. Begin to resonate with him because the word says he gives us the desires of our hearts. So as you're praying in agreement with the book, we know that we are praying God's perfect will for our children. We don't impose our will. Again, this is so important. Otherwise, it's just witchcraft. It's Christian witchcraft. And we're not interested in that. We want the very, very best for our children. And there is nothing better than Yahweh's will. So what we begin to do is we ask that God begin to shift things and move things in accordance with that. We begin to pray for that um, girlfriend or boyfriend of our child and begin to bring their books into the court. Ask that their books would be read over them and that everything that Yahweh intended for them before the foundation of the earth would begin to take effect in that person's life. We don't override their choices. Yahweh doesn't even override ours. So how dare we think that we can override someone else's will? So that's the way I would begin to sit 
in that mountain and begin to steward that mountain without actually imposing my will. The best thing to do is call those books into the courts of heaven. Bless them. You know that your words carry the power of life. That's what the word says. You know, we eat of the fruit of whatever comes out of our mouth. So to begin to bless whatever you see, it's also the law of attraction. You know, whatever you focused on, you draw in to your life or into a situation. When you're constantly seeing the negative and the bad, that's what you're going to continue to draw into that situation. So why don't we get God's perspective? And after all, your mountain is connected to Mount Zion. So you can only see his perspective and begin to speak Decree and declare from your mountain over that family mountain, over your children, what the will of the Lord is and blessing um, and life into all of their decisions. Begin to call for the counsel of heaven. You know, the word talks about how the seven spirits, it's Isaiah 11 verse 2, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. They are all counselors, um, you know, available to us to train us into sonship. Begin to to engage with those seven spirits that are before the throne on behalf of your family. Another thing that I've had is, well, what about my husband? Now, this is what I don't like about my husband. It's pretty much the same thing. You know, before I knew anything about the courts of heaven, um, I would begin to pray over certain things to do with my husband. The man that you see standing before you today is not the man that I married. This man that I have today is absolutely amazing he's spirit filled he's he loves Yahweh it's a total total turnaround I mean I loved him then for sure but I my my love and my respect and my appreciation have, has just grown but there were some issues as every marriage has them right and I'm not going to say that there's a quick fix for marriages it's, it takes a lot of work on both sides of things but it's the same thing sitting in your mountain on your seat of rest and beginning to decree life into those situations one of the things that I did in in our early years of marriage is I thought, well, if the word is living and active, according to Hebrews uh, 4 verse 12, if the word is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword, separating between soul and spirit, joints and marrows, and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I thought, well, what is what better way is there for me to pray for my husband than to pray the word of God? So I grabbed his pillows and I began to write scripture over it about the man of God that he was. And I filled his pillow with the scriptures of life, of life. And I said, and I prayed over those pillows. And I said, Father, every time he puts his head down to go to sleep at night, I thank you that the word of God activates him and activates who you've called him to be so that he can live it here in the physical form in the flesh. And so that's what I did. And I thought, oh, you know what? He's not always sleeping. He's only maybe six to eight hours on this pillow. So I have to have another plan. <laughs> so I grabbed hold of every pair of his shoes and I took a dark cokey. I, I hope you know what that is. If you're South African, you'll get this. Um, a, a Sharpie, a, a whatever, you figure it out. I took a cokey pen and I wrote in black under his shoes, every single pair of shoes. And I wrote scripture 
And I prayed over every pair of his shoes. And I said, every time he steps on his left foot, you, word of the Lord, begin to prophesy this back into his spirit, soul, and body. And let him walk it out and let him live it out. Every time he steps on the right foot with this pair of shoes, let these words of life begin to speak into his body, his soul, and his spirit. And I began to see changes. I won't, I won't lie to you. It didn't come overnight. You know, so if you're looking for the quick fix, this is not it. This is about consistency and sitting and governing and learning how to um, access that responsibility and and um, dominion over different things. This is learning to sit in your mountain, you know, to to take dominion over what you've been given charge over. And I remember one day I asked Grant to help me make the bed and <laughs> he took his pillowcase off and he said, what the heck is all of this <laughs> written all over his pillow? And so I just said to him, it's the word of the Lord. And I've just been praying for you and I've anointed your pillows and your shoes. <laughs> he went to the cupboard and he grabbed his pairs of shoes out and every pair had scripture <laughs> written underneath him. But you know, you can't go wrong when you bring the will of the Lord into a situation and when that word that life-giving word begins to decree over your family members God will give you inventive ways um, to begin to sit in your mountain but again it's never about you and your will and what you want and you know husbands and wives they are so that the unity between them is so important I'll just read one scripture to you it comes from 1 Peter 3 verse 7 it says husbands likewise dwell with them that's the wives with understanding give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered so when there's that disunity our prayers are actually hindered. If there's a breakdown in the home, in the governmental structure, your prayers are going to be hindered. In other words, your government is going to become ineffective. You know, and this is why we see the institution of marriage under such attack, because marriage is actually about government. It's not about the, I keep saying this, and you know, in all of the teachings that I do, but I keep saying it's not about the fluffy um, butterfly feelings that you get in your tummy. That certainly helps, but actually a marriage is a government. You know, the word talks about where two come into agreement as touching anything. You know, what what that too is, I've also spoken about this in a previous podcast, but where you have 10 in heaven, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the seven spirits that are before the throne. When you have them, the government of heaven, coming into agreement with two, because 12 makes perfect government. So when those two on earth and their breath come together, then heaven comes and supports what it is that you're doing to answer prayers. So that's why it's so important to be able to sit in your governmental mountains to do with um, to do with um, family. Also, I want to just talk briefly about um, business mountains and ministry mountains. Do you know that they too have a book? You know, we, we were starting a business the one time and Grant said, I really feel we need to do this. And someone said to us, have you seen the book that was written for this business? Because if it wasn't written, you're doing this in the flesh. And Grant accessed the spirit realm and he was taken into the library and he saw the, the book of this business, but there were angels guarding it. And so he wanted to go and get it. And the angel said, you haven't been granted access at this time. And Grant said, well, why not? And he says, because there's a process. 
you haven't yet fulfilled the protocol to receive this book, but it is there in your future. You can see it in your future. You can hook it into, into it and you can bring it into the now, but there's still some groundwork that has to be done. What happened was, <clears throat> it was actually for Moed Ministries. We had to birth it. You know, the, Yahweh has got this legal procedure about something coming into the earth. His own son could have just dropped out of the realm of the spirit into the earth and said, right, move on demons and devil and whoever. I'm taking charge. I'm the son of God. I'm here. Move out. No, because then he would have no authority, right? He would have come in illegally, um, in the course of things that Yahweh actually set up. So what does God do? He sends his only son in the legal process, which was in the womb of a woman to be birthed into the earth. It says he was fully God and he was fully man. He went through everything that we went, that we go through. He knows everything that we face. He had to, he had to go through the process in order to identify with us. And his sacrifice was even greater. And that's why it takes the dominion that it does because he came in through the legal channels. And for a man to birth in the spirit, okay, now don't, don't be out there going, well, I'm a man, I don't have a womb, I don't do that stuff. When you're a spirit being, you have neither male nor female, you have both actually. And you have to birth God's promise into the earth realm for it to be legal. So we first had to do that before we could actually get access to the book that Yahweh had written for the ministry. Now, I remember that one time, and I'm going to end on this. I'm sorry, I'm running a little bit late. But one time we were, um, we were engaging for our business and Grant saw suspended in the realm of the spirit something that looked like an egg capsule. And he says there's one for every single business. What, what it looks like is um, it's, a, it's an oval shape. It sits suspended in the realm of the spirit. Each business capsule and ministry capsule has angelic assigned to it. There is only one entrance and it's through the floor, which talks about coming in humility. And there's a like a layer of fire that sits over that entranceway into this capsule. Why the fire? Because you have to be refined. If you're going to bring the book of the business or the ministry and you're going to live it out, you can't have you involved in it. You're just the steward of what Yahweh wants to do in the earth. So you come through that fire so that Yahweh can process and refine any junk or your own opinions, your own will that sits over you. Of course, he gives you the desires of your heart. He puts them in there. And so you're able to lead this business according to the desires that he puts in there. But we always want our businesses and ministries to be aligned with the books that he wrote for us. So you come in through that fire that at the bottom of that egg capsule, when all the people that are involved are in that thing, we, we ascended as we had leaders in our ministry. And so we did this together as an exercise with them. Once you ascend that seals, that bottom seals and the angelic that are covering or looking after or assigned to your business or your ministry, enclose it with their feathers, with their wings. And their ground saw all of this writing all over. And that is the will of Yahweh being in that capsule. Um, the things that are going to be discussed when you bring Yahweh and you say to him, Lord, you lead us, show us our next steps. When you get into that room, that 
table, there's no head because everyone is equal in that place. Of course, you have the visionary and you have the one who runs the whole thing, but the workers, the stewards actually steward that. We then began to ask that the book that Yahweh had for the ministry be put on that table and we aligned ourselves with it. You know, whatever God's dream is on this earth, I'm just the steward of that dream. I I just have to be faithful to put my hand to and do what he's called me to do. It's not about me accomplishing my own thing. And when we give him that right in our businesses and on our ministries, he takes us. And you know what? Here's another important thing. The day that he says, this is done. I have the next thing waiting for you. We have to be at that place where we're willing to let go and say, okay, Father, I trust you. I've been faithful with a little and you said I'll be faithful over much. What is my next thing? So anyway, that's just a brief thing about mountains to do with marriages and to do with ministries, sitting and governing in those places. I hope you have a blessed day and I look forward to catching up with you next time.